This is The Social Geek Radio Network. special edition of Social Geek IFE Unplugged, recorded live in the podcast zone at the International Franchise Expo 2023 in New York City. I'm Jack Munson, your host and marketing host, Celiati. Today, we've got IFA CEO Matt Haller sharing the latest on the FTC joint employer and more. Then, Allie Krauss and her panelists recap their standing room only presentation on women succeeding in franchising. Today's episode is brought to you by Answer Connect, Hughes, and the discussion starts next after I grab another hot cup of Big B coffee. Big B coffee started with a single store in Michigan in March of 1995. One year later, on a handshake, Bob Fish and Michael McFall decided to franchise the concept. Bigby is on a mission to become 100% farm direct, bringing a name, a face, and a place to every cup of coffee served through the One Big Island in Space initiative. Interested in owning your own Bigby coffee? Begin building a life you love with Bigby coffee by visiting bigbyfranchising.com. Now we're chatting with Matt Haller, the CEO and president of the International Franchise Association. Matt, what's going on? Jack, we're here in uh, the greatest city in the world. Uh, not Chicago. We're in New York. I'm just quoting the mayor's deputy commissioner here, who just opened up the uh, International Franchise Expo with, I don't know, what looks to be a reasonably uh, crowded floor here for 10 a.m. on Thursday. Yeah, we're, we're starting off with Matt today, and people are just now walking in the door. I will say there are several more franchisors here than the last two years. I think we're, I think we're at over there at row eleven hundred or twelve hundred, something like that. We didn't make it out of single digits the last couple of years, so it's a good turnout, I think. It, it looks to be. There's also fifty uh, international franchisors here, wow. which is the largest number um, ever, and. Uh, they have pre-reg from uh, 37 countries wow. uh, coming. So, you know, it is the International Franchise Expo. I think that is a big reason why a lot of brands are here is there are some delegations that come in. Excellent. So let's catch up on what's going on in the world of franchising, especially in the fun-filled world of government relations and franchising. What's the latest on the FTC situation? And we've got a deadline coming up for franchisors and suppliers to reach out, right? Franchisors, franchisees, and suppliers, uh, or anybody that cares deeply about franchising, members of academia, I know, are planning to file some comments. So June 8th is the deadline. Okay. Uh, the Federal Trade Commission, uh, three months ago, opened up what's called a request for information. It's sort of a precursor to a more formal potential rulemaking. And why IFA is particularly um, concerned about this inquiry is there's been a lot of scrutiny over franchise or franchisee business practices and some pretty terrible uh, media coverage and actually some pretty 
bad business practices uh, that have existed over the last decade or so. Uh, whether you look at the Burger M situation or, yeah. you know, other failed franchisors who have led to franchisees losing their life savings. And, you know, that's not a good look for the industry. And, of course, we know that the media is only going to cover, you know, the most sensational, you know, horror stories that are out there. That's also not the picture of reality in the franchise business model. And we know that. So we need to mobilize as a franchise community to inform the FTC about what's really going on um, at the ground level. And it's a, it's a fairly simple process, right? Tell your franchise story. If you're a franchisor, we want you talking about how you support your franchisees and how you've been growing. Um, most of the growth in the franchise sector right now is coming from existing franchisees. To me, that's an indication that your system is supporting your franchisees in pretty great ways. Tell the, the government that, please. Uh, if you're a franchisee that is of the 90% that Franchise Business Review tells us is satisfied in your franchise business right now, tell the government that, please. If you're a supplier that has been doing business in the franchise space, talk about how you were hired by you know 20 franchisors to provide support in marketing or technology or law or whatever it may be, and that support ultimately helps their franchisees be successful. Do we have any indication on what kind of response we're getting so far, or we will not know until it's all submitted to the FTC? So it is a public record. Uh, as of yesterday, there were over 900 submissions that had gone into the agency. Uh, only about 280 are public to date. So these are government bureaucrats that are have to approve a submission um, and then ultimately post it to this docket before it goes live to the public. Um, the early push was lots of franchisees that were, you know, complaining, some anonymous, some, you know, publicly and about different things. Um, but since IFA has mobilized franchisors, franchisees, suppliers, and been holding these franchisee town halls uh, to talk about the why, uh, this is important. I think a lot of these submissions are... Um, you know, more positive uh, in nature and giving the FTC more of a firm grounding of what is truly, you know, happening uh, on the ground level. Um, and those are good numbers, but I think we can get those numbers up. We've got a couple more days. So if you are a franchisee, franchisor, or supplier, please go to the site. We'll have a link to the site in today's show notes. Um, this show is being released on the 5th of June, so we've got just a couple of days left. So anybody who's in franchising, Take five minutes and just check this link out and also share it with your colleagues and your team and, and your franchisees and, and anybody in your in your circle. Share that with them and have them do the same. So a um, few more things I want to ask you about. What's the latest on the, um, uh, I guess we'll call it a, um, a something show happening in California. Uh, what's the latest going on there? What can you tell us today? So breaking news uh, as of last night, which was May 31st, uh, the California Assembly uh, passed AB 1228, which is the joint employer uh, bill uh, that would make franchisors and franchisees in the quick service and um, limited service restaurant industries uh, jointly liable for labor and employment violations of their franchisees. This was the language that was amended out of the FAST Act. Um, in the 11th hour last year before that bill was ultimately signed into law. 
Um, we are told that this bill is actually retribution by uh, some in the legislature and the SEIU for the referendum process, which over a million voters told uh, the state of California that they don't want their food to be increased by 20% mm -hmm. and ultimately paused uh, enactment of the FAST acts through the referendum process. So this is just another example of how who really runs the state of California. Uh, it's not people that were elected by voters. It's the labor unions um, who control, you know, 90% of what goes on uh, in that state. So it's really a sad state of affairs um, in the California legislature. The bill will now go to the Senate. Um, there are some more adults in the room in the Senate, and you know we'll continue our big uh, advocacy push there. Uh, and hopefully defeat this thing uh, before it moves uh, to the governor. What can our friends who are in California do right now? Is there an outreach program to the state senators, or yeah. what should we do? Yeah, go to stopab1228.com. That's our website, our campaign and coalition website. Check it out. You can send a letter to a California legislature there. You can view the TV ads and uh, other media that we've been running uh, across the state uh, over the last couple of months. So that's the, that's the best way to get engaged in California. And the last thing I wanted to get an update from you on is what's happening with the Secretary of Labor position in D.C.? Well, it's been a busy couple weeks with the debt limit uh, in D.C. I think that's where most of the attention by the White House and uh, the House and Senate leadership have been focused on ensuring that we don't default um, as a country. It looks like we've avoided that um, potential mm -hmm. crisis. Um, Julie Su's nomination... Uh, has been in, in peril for, you know, going on three months now, really since the end of the IFA convention when IFA came out as the first trade association to express concerns with her previous record of uh, supporting things like uh, expanding joint employer liability through the FAST Act and uh, support for AB5, the damaging independent contractor law in California. And, um, you know, since that time, you know, we've had about 30 other national trade associations come out uh, and join the coalition that IFA is leading. Uh, and we've heard from, you know, a number of Democratic senators who have concerns uh, about it or have not expressed uh, support for her nomination. So it remains in limbo. Um, they need 51 Democrats uh, to support her. Um, and failing that um, or failing, you know, some sort of attendance issues where they can uh, ram a nomination through it in under the dark of night, um, you know, I don't see her her nomination advancing in, in the short term. Yeah, it felt like uh, Senator Manchin from West Virginia and maybe a few other Democrats were were leaning against her nomination. Um, any updates on any of those folks? Yeah, I think there's been some reporting on uh, Senator Manchin's concern uh, about her. And, um, you know, we've been focused also in the state of Arizona uh, and the state of Montana as the other two, uh, uh, state of Maine, um, as the, uh, the other three states where um, senators have expressed some concern to us. All right. Well, fingers crossed that that will continue and, and um, we'll maybe have a, a different Secretary of Labor sometime in the next few months. Indeed. So, great. Matt, thanks so much for dropping by the podcast zone inside the International Franchise Expo. Um, anything else happening with uh, IFA or, or anything else you would like to share today? Well, I talked a lot about advocacy, and um, if you're not already marking your calendars for D.C., September 11 to 13 for uh, our Day on the Hill and our Franchise Advocacy Summit uh, at the JW Marriott. Uh, registration opened for that uh, about two weeks ago, and we're going to have a lot of issues that are front and center. Franchising has probably never been taking 
more uh, more on, uh, and that's why we need our members, who are our best advocates, to come to Washington and help us tell our policymakers uh, really what's going on and how things that are being considered by government, particularly the agencies, uh, is going to negatively impact them. So thanks for considering that. Excellent. And I will see you in D.C. in September. Thanks, Jack. Hughes powers the networks that people and franchises everywhere depend on. Hughes enables franchises to attract and retain more customers and create consistent brand experiences across locations. And once the right network is in place, franchises can further use their existing equipment, like providing secure Wi-Fi for guests or deploying digital signage to engage customers. A secure, high-performing network can protect a franchise against data breaches and the harm they can cause the brand and business. Hughes is small enough to care, large enough to succeed. Reach out and find out how Hughes can become your networking partner. Call Carl Udler at 301-601-6427 or visit Hughes.com slash franchise. We'll make this quick. I know you've got a TikTok dance to do. So we're here chatting with Allie Kraus of Benetrends. Hey, Allie. Hello, Jack. And Kayla Ryan. What's going on, Kayla? There's a lot happening at the IFB right now. So I know you're a little bit out of words because the two of you just came off of the stage. Oh, yeah. And tell me about this women in franchising conversation and presentation you just did. Well, I have to give it to MFE, first of all, and to us because we're cool. But literally every chair in that room was full, Jack. Like, it was so, yeah, standing room only. And there was mostly women, but lots of men. And it it was fantastic from start to finish. And it it was cool to present to a a packed room at a great show. I poked my head in for just a few minutes. And I've been to so many of these shows. And I have to say, that was probably the biggest crowd I've ever seen at an MFV Expo presentation. So... Nice job. Um, so tell me a, a little bit about a few of the things you talked about in your conversation today. Kayla, what was what was your focus? Um, biggest focus was really picking the right brand or the right um, franchise for you. Even Not even just being a woman in franchising, but anybody. What questions should you ask? Um, what culture should you vibe with? You know, all of the things that you as a potential franchisee should be asking franchisors. Excellent. What kind of questions did the crowd give you? Did you have time for questions? Well, we kind of ran out of time at the end for questions, and they weren't necessarily on topic to what Kayla just mentioned about shopping the room, but I think it's important to call that out because especially being in New York City where there's a lot of people coming off the streets or driving up from local states because we're in a congested area, obviously, and a lot of these people have never been to a show, and they walk in and you think of McDonald's. And so we, I think what the focus of a lot of the conversation was to not only do the due diligence on the brand, but be open to finding something that maybe didn't appeal to you instantly. And one of my favorite parts was when Kayla shared about being a franchisee with the Lighting Squad is a male-dominated industry, and Kayla doesn't know anything about being an electrician, but she loves to make homes beautiful and make people happy and smile. And I think that's the, the beauty behind franchising is that you don't need to buy a brand that you're just comfortable 
comfortable with or have experience in. There, there can be some hidden gems in there. You just have to know the right questions to ask. I love that idea of you just want to make homes beautiful. That's, uh -huh. that's like, like, why have we not thought of that before? So, so nice work on that. <laughs> I told her I want to buy one now because she changed my perspective. Yeah. Allie Krause, future franchisee. <laughs> Uh, I, before we go, I did want to ask about the Women's Franchise Network and the Women's Franchise Committee. Ali, I know you're very involved in, in several of those things through the IFA. If someone is interested in learning more, where should we send them? Yeah, one of the things that we did talk about at the end actually was free opportunities because people always like free, right? And the Women's Franchise Committee is a committee through the International Franchise Association. So while you can't necessarily just join the WFC that way, you can join and be an active free member of your local Women's Franchise Network groups, which you can find directly on the IFA's website. Erin um, on our panel, who you're going to hear from in a moment here, also talked about local women's chambers of commerce. Mm. And the Her Success podcast is out there. They meet on Clubhouse every Wednesday at noon. And LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the new social networking channel of franchising. It so, certainly yeah. is. That's where we are at. Only about 20 hours uh -huh. a day. Um, <laughs> and Allie, if anybody would like some more information about Benetrends or they want to connect with you, where can they find you? Are you are you on LinkedIn? I'm going back to LinkedIn. Allie Crawl CFE. <laughs> we talked about the CFE program as well through the IFE. So nice. happy to answer um, any additional questions anyone has. But yeah, LinkedIn's my jam. You'll catch me and Kayla later today dancing on TikTok actually. So follow both of us and tune along for lots of trade show fun. Awesome. Oh, yeah. And Kayla, if anyone is interested in any of your brands from Home Run Franchises, where can they reach you? Um, I am also on LinkedIn, <laughs> but if you're like to kick it old school, go to homerunfranchises.com. Home Run Franchise. Oh, we still have a website. Is that right? Oh, okay. yeah. We do too. Maybe I should have said that. Benetrends.com, y'all. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we will see you both on TikTok, LinkedIn, and websites in the very near future. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Jack. Thanks, Kayla. We are chatting now with part two of our host presentation chat with the Women's Franchise Network uh, presentation here at the IFE. First, we're talking to Erin. Tell us where you're from, Erin. Yeah, I'm from Denver, Colorado. Erin Fletter from Denver, Colorado. What's your brand and what's your role? Yes, uh, my brand is Sticky Fingers Cooking. We are an emerging brand new franchise brand. And my role is I'm the founder, the CEO, and I call myself the food geek in chief. Nice. What kind of, uh, what kind of food are we talking about? Yeah, so we are a children's cooking school. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we go to, we're non-brick-and-mortar, we go to where the kids are, uh, after-school enrichment, schools, uh, public libraries, community centers. I love kids' franchises, they're just on fire right now, so I would assume you've had a lot of activity here, uh, here in New York already. Today. Yes, absolutely. We've only, this is the first day, and uh, it's, <laughs> it's going very well. And uh, Stephanie Sean is from... The Bar Method. Stephanie, what do you do with The Bar Method? So I am the brand president of The Bar Method, which is part of the self-esteem brand's umbrella portfolio. Tell me about The Bar Method. I'm, I'm familiar with a few of the other brands, but tell me yeah. more specifically about yeah. The Bar Method. So The Bar Method is boutique fitness. So Bar, B-A-R-R-E, mm -hmm. um, fitness. And so we provide a full body workout uh, designated to elongate lengthen, strengthen, sculpt muscles in a low impact but high results kind of way. 
Excellent. So you just came off of a presentation with Ali Kraus and Kayla Ryan, who we just heard from a few minutes ago. Tell us about the presentation itself. What was the topic and, and what were some of your main messages? Erin, we'll start with you. Yeah, it was uh, women in franchising. And um, I think it's important to note who was in the audience. And there was, uh, it, was, it was packed, which is great. And women that were interested in maybe franchising their own brand or becoming franchisees. And we kind of uh, spread the whole gamut of uh, what what a franchisee is, what a franchisor is, uh, what to look in a, at a brand that you might be you know interested in becoming uh, a franchisee for, and really what it is to be a woman in business, and the importance of connectivity and communication. I heard quite a bit of conversation right before about leadership and mentorship. Um, Stephanie, with your role as president, I would assume that's that's a big part of what you're doing, both with your brand and maybe outside in the franchise community. Is that right? Mm -hmm. It is, right. So we, um, I guess I'll, I'll talk about that two different ways, because within the session, we talked about the importance of mentors in our lives and how they pushed us and how they challenged us and kind of support us along our way which actually is very comparable to the franchising world and what the franchisor provides the franchisee. So we have franchise business coaches within the bar method that really help provide that consultative guidance to help them understand, you know, frankly, how to be successful leaders within their business. Tell me about the unicorn and the marriage. What was that all about? Yes, my analogy, um, being an, uh, a new franchisor, is that, um, you know, the franchisee-franchisor relationship is not unlike a marriage. Um, that it's incredibly important to not only vet your partner, but to date for a little while, <laughs> get engaged, make sure that, uh, that it's a right fit for everybody. Because uh, the franchise model is really about teamwork, it's about relationships, and it's making, and trust, trust number one is trust and so you really you and that's really what a marriage is uh, based on as well right there will be some things that we're going to drive each other crazy over mm -hmm. but long term can we trust each other right. so yeah i love and that can analogy. we communicate and work out our differences celebrate our wins um go go through challenges together and it's really what a marriage is all about i've been married for 28 years so. all right so so <laughs> excellent we uh we will have a long list of people who want to chat with you about that too <laughs> So, any other parts of the presentation that really stood out to you today that you wanted to mention? Well, I'll hit the unicorn. Yeah. Uh, so, we talked a bit about what makes a successful franchisee. Um, and I, I used the analogy of a franchisee is a bit like a unicorn because they want to be an entrepreneur. They want to own their own destiny. They want to create their own thing. And they want to follow the rules, which th that can sometimes be a juxtaposing theme, right? And so where the magic happens is when, similarly in a, as to a marriage, is when a franchisee is willing to understand and able to recognize where do they have strengths, where do they want to lean in, and where do they want a franchisor to step in and, and kind of just take over for them. You teach me how to do this, or you handle this for me. So. Excellent. Stephanie, I love that. So, yeah, we're looking for unicorn marriages. Yes! <laughs> With glitter. With glitter. Lots of glitter. Unicorn marriage matchmaker. I think, uh, I, I think uh, that, that could be a new title. We might need to hire someone. Right. But we did spend some time talking about how you do your 
due diligence to yeah. look for what is the right franchise concept yeah. for me. It does need to play into, am I going to make money? Do I ha Is the culture the right fit for me? And are the other franchisees happy? Yeah, happy franchisees will sell more franchises yes. than exactly. anything else we can come up with. Yes. You know, I love that idea of not just jumping into, well, I love pizza, so I should own a pizza franchise. I may actually hate making pizza. I love eating them, but I, I may <laughs> actually hate it. So I love that idea of finding something that is a good fit, even if it isn't exactly the, the topic or subject matter or something that you might think you're already an expert in. Uh, do you have any advice for people when, when they're asking, you know, I'm thinking about getting into business, but I'm not really sure what direction to take. Do you, do you kind of guide them on what their passions are or what their, what their skill set is? What, what kinds of things do you, do you, you know, mentor people who are going through the process? Yeah. So one of the things that I will talk to prospective franchisees about is what does spark joy? I, I'm fortunate enough to work in an industry where we have 98% female clients, so we do attract a lot of franchisees who are automatically interested, passionate about our purpose. And they need to think about, are they passionate about helping others grow, helping others, because they can't do it all. They need to rely on others. So what sparks joy for you doesn't need to be the industry itself, but it needs to be, what's the work I'm going to do? Am I going to enjoy, for example, if I need to hire a lot of um, younger Gen Z employees, am I going to love working with Gen Z? And hopefully the answer is yes, or it might not be the right franchise for you. Yeah. Yeah, echoing what Stephanie says too, like what sparks joy. It's really important to look at, yes, passions, but I almost prefer the word curiosity. What are you curious about? Um, passion doesn't always mean, I mean, you don't have to be an expert in whatever field that you decide to go into. And really kind of looking and making sure that at a wide variety of brands. And I really think as a woman, um, looking into franchise brands that are that are women-led and women-run, um, I think that immediately you're going to fit into that culture. Uh, Stephanie's company is, what, 99% uh, women, women-owned, women-led, and we are upwards of 80 to 90% wow. in, our, in our company as well. So I think that's really important to look for culture, but also to, to, to cast a wide net into what you're curious about. You might end up doing, having, having some sort of business that, uh, that you never dreamt of, and be so happy and it's a perfect fit for yourself and your family and your life. I also think that there are too many people selling franchises who think all anyone cares about is how much money am I going to make, right? How much money am I going to make this year, next year, and in year three? I think with all of the people I talk to in franchising, I think the number one thing people are really curious about is what does my day look like? Yeah. What am I going to do all day long? Um, and you better love being in the fitness industry and, and around that, and you better love being in the child industry and around families and, and, and have you know skill sets that match that. I think it's the how do I spend my day way more than how much money am I going to make yeah. in the first month. So. Yeah. I started Sticky Fingers cooking from my dining room table 12 years ago <laughs> because I wanted to work from home and I also wanted to be the parent that I needed to be and that mm -hmm. I wanted to be. And so I needed that flexibility. 
Um, so absolutely. I mean, I came from that place of what is my day-to-day going to look like? Um, what is what is my future growth success? What is that going to look like? Um, and then that turned into over the last 12 years is how can I make more women business owners into the United States? So um, yeah, I would say that that is a very important thing. Work-life balance is, is integral. Is there a connection between work-life balance becoming more and more important and the growth of the woman business owner, especially in franchising. Is there something about that flexibility that maybe is attracting more women now than than maybe it was 15, 20 years ago? I would say absolutely. I would say absolutely. I think that um, I think that women are understanding that they can own that not only own their own business, but also be at home and also have that that flexibility to raise a family uh, as well. So yeah, I think that it's one and the same. I love it when prospective franchisees are asking about what is my day going to look like? Mm. And kind of the watch out that we end up having is a lot of people step into this because they love teaching fitness. They love being in the classroom. They love um, watching those results. And that's part of your day. That's only part of your day. You also have to clean the studio, you have to hire, you have to manage your staff, you have to, you know, drive local marketing activities. That's only a part of your day. So I love it when they're asking about the full day. That's great. That's that's the number one question I think we'll walk mm-hmm. away with that. Um, if anyone has some questions for either of you, Stephanie, first, if, if anyone wants to learn more about the bar method, where can we send them? Well, first of all, please find us at thebarmethod.com. Um, there's great information on there about the concept itself, but then also how can I be inter- how can I look into franchising? Excellent. And for Sticky Fingers, Erin, where can we send folks? Yes, uh, stickyfingerscooking.com or stickyfingerscookingfranchise.com. And uh, you can be directly connected with myself or somebody on my team. Thank you both for joining me here today in the podcast zone at the IFE, and we look forward to chatting with you again real soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. Before we go, a quick word from Answer Connect. Everyone has a phone, but not everyone is answering the phone correctly. When you spend marketing dollars to grow your business, you cannot afford to miss any calls or answer the phone with, Hey, Answer Connect is open 24 hours a day, 365 days a year to support new business, current clients, or urgent calls, and they send messages to you immediately. They integrate with many of today's popular CRMs, taking advantage of technology and taking one more thing off your to-do list. In addition to taking calls, they set appointments, follow up on potential clients via form fill inquiries, and make outbound calls for reinvigoration campaigns. Let Answer Connect work in your business so you can work on your business. Call Answer Connect at 800-584-0234. That's 800-584-0234. Or visit answerconnect.com slash franchise. And thanks for listening to Social Geek. Your comeback of a lifetime starts now. This is the Social Geek Radio Network.